today's Leading Women episode 515 with the wonderful Michelle Lamont. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day. Here are today's leading women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Michelle Lamont. Michelle Lamont is a powerful leader and a sought-after speaker, entrepreneur, motivator, and all-around powerhouse PR expert. She's the president of Lamont PR and Creative, is an effective public relations professional who continually aligns media placement for her clients who are regularly featured in local, regional, and national media. As a longtime entrepreneur, she knows the strategies and tactics to effectively leverage the media to benefit any size company or organization. To learn more, visit www.lamontpr.com. Again, that link is www.lamontpr.com. That calm. Women of the world, Miss Michelle Lamont. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, ladies. And hi, Marie. How are you? I am doing awesome. Thank you. I am delighted to have you in the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Michelle, I really like what you're doing with your business, especially with Lamont PR. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment in a time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and idea behind a niche? Um, behind that niche? Um, well, our, our business, we are a PR um creative PR agency that deals with direct media relations. So basically, um, you know, there's thousands of different types of PR, or I don't know if there's thousands, but there's a multitude of different types of PR. And what we do is we specialize in getting your product, service, or um, idea into and on the news. And so we are direct media relations. And so I just wanted to make sure that people understand because public relations with the um, advancement of technology, public relations and marketing, there's kind of just not a real good way to differentiate it sometimes. So I like to tell people, um, I, my job is when you hire me, I get you in the news and if meeting the demographic that you need. Um, the idea behind this was my first company was um, started um, in 2000 and it was a retail, um, first it was wholesale, then it went, then we changed and went retail. But 
we started that company with $250 and within five years grew it to a million dollar business. And after we saw the trends in retail changing, I had been the chief marketing officer for my first company for seven to nine years. And um, people kept asking me what PR agency we use and who do we use? And I said, no, nobody. I just go out there and go to TV stations and radio radio events and newspapers and magazines and introduce myself to the media. And um, although I have a background in from my uh, Arizona State University is where I went to school, um, it wasn't until I started to see the transition from retail, um, people going from actual retail locations to online shopping, that I knew that we had to evolve or change. And since I felt that we could not compete um, we had to evolve. And so um, as we were looking to um, sell our business and that current state, people kept coming to me and asking me uh, what was my next business. And, you know, I was they, they were going to miss seeing me on TV every month um, because I did so many segments that I said, you know, maybe I should be uh, doing business PR or focusing on entrepreneurial PR um, to help people succeed the way I've succeeded and start an agency. Um, so we set out for a 12-month plan to close the first business and slowly but surely um, have me build it up. And um, without doing any advertising, just word of mouth, before we could even let the malls that we had stores in know that we were not going to renew our leases, somebody had contacted me about doing PR for their event. Mm, beautiful story. I love that you shared that one with us. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm hearing some background noise, some um, background noise and uh, echo. Uh, don't worry, I'll be able to cut from where I started uh, this. So if um, can you hear an echo on your side? No, it's on your side because it's coming in clear. All right. Uh, okay. Is it possible to lower the volume on your side too? I just want to see if that helps. Okay. All right. Can you talk? I'm going to say hello and then I'll see if it's echoing on my side sure Michelle Lamont okay all right so no I don't hear the echo you don't hear the echo either so we're good okay, okay so I'm gonna start from here and then I'll cut those the ones that we have just did perfect all right I love your story I love the niche that you've carved out and congratulations for the the business that you have already that was so inspiring getting from from getting your business from 250 to a mil, more than making more than a million dollars business amass. what an inspiring uh, venture that you have there and now you evolve into niching down and now you're serving um, int- entrepreneurs helping their ideas helping their products or services get into the news so you specialize or you, you really niche down to the direct um, media relations and uh, digital media relations direct media relations and that's a lesson here for our listeners to really hone in that niche really evolve if you need to when you have to I mean it's paramount especially in our technology days here nowadays that technology is so changing rapidly you really have to evolve as your business uh, uh, need, uh, needs it so great that you shared that one with us but uh, what continues to inspire you doing this business well as an entrepreneur um, my first business was when I was 10 years old and I made $117 in profit on that. I knew that this was sort of what I wanted to do, but I wasn't sure. Um, and once I created the first business and it was successful and I was able to employ and work with so many incredible women, um, in the second 
part of my professional life, my now this agency, um, I'm inspired by entrepreneurs like myself who really understand that being an entrepreneur is the complete um, level playing ground in the United States, meaning you don't have to have a law degree or a doctor's degree or, or own real estate to become successful. So it's the ultimate equalizer. And every time I get somebody who is just launching a product, if I truly believe in it, we represent it. And um, we represent it in a big way. So my clients truly inspire me. And the fact is, when you're talking about niche and knowing what your niche is, um, I, I would really like to kind of change the word to demographic. Um, because the truth is, as an entrepreneur, we believe that 100% of the people out there will actually use or read or buy or own whatever it is that we're trying to sell. And that's not the case. Statistics show that only 6 to 8% of the population is actually your demographic. So when you're honing in on trying to decide how and what you should do when marketing and doing PR as a business, it's important to remember that you need to have a core demographic. And that's the one thing that we repeat over and over again. You don't want to hit everybody all the time. You need to know exactly who it is in your key demographic, find those reporters, find those people, find those clients, and hone in on them and then help build and grow your brand that way. So I'm inspired by the entrepreneurs that we work with and the entrepreneurs that I volunteer my time with. I'm a coach for the Dallas Entrepreneur Center. Dallas is the top five places for female business owners to build a uh, business. And I'm a... Um, for the Dallas Startup Weekend Women's Edition, I was one of the business coaches. I'm also the co-founder of Sharks and Heels, which is a workshop series that we own and that we help women. It's free, and we help women to build and grow their business. So we ask um, experts to come in and speak and donate their time. So I, I'm completely inspired every single day by the people that I work with and the people that I work for. Mm, yes, I agree. Nothing really inspires us when, uh, than uh, having clients that inspire us to, uh, with our work and that in the same way as they are inspired by us. What a beautiful vision and inspiration you have there. Now, let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this idea or that turned this inspiration into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Honestly, I think that entrepreneurs are very scared to let go. And you, you feel like because you've done it yourself in the beginning for such a long time, how could somebody else understand my vision or my dream or my hiring practices? And you can't be everything to everybody. So as an entrepreneur, I challenge people to step aside and get help. Have somebody that you can be in a supportive role and somebody that you can lean to. Because we're self-driven, self-motivated people, it's a hard thing to let go of. So the first thing is check your ego. You can't do everything perfectly or else... Um, you know, you're, you're one in a million person and it just never happens. You're going to end up failing in one way or another. So why not bring in the specialist or the person who can help you the most? And in the beginning, when you're struggling, you can go to a resource center for entrepreneurs in your city and find, you know, retired coaches who might help you. Um, asking for help is a big personality trait that entrepreneurs do not have because we, we want to be um, self-reliant. And that's something that I've had to learn over the years that asking for help doesn't make you weak. Um, the second thing that I always tell um, women when I do entrepreneur speeches is something that my grandmother told me. 
The only excuses that work are the excuses that you're willing to accept. And so a personality trait of a successful entrepreneur includes being somebody who doesn't give up. And it's not just, okay, I didn't give up, I'm still doing it. It's that no matter how many challenges you're faced with, you're always going to come up with a creative solution that will allow you and your business to grow. And the third thing that a personality trait that I think is very very important for an entrepreneur um, is to be able to allow for some kindness in your day. You know, we're always so challenged to go, 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 go. And I think people who are community connected, meaning that they're always consistently giving back. Even in the beginning, when I started my first company with $250 and a college loan and no income, I was doing my business and waiting tables three nights a week just to pay the bills. Um, I still donated time to the charity that was connected to my business, even if it was one hour a month. Because if you're not connected to your community and you're not giving back, you're not going to be a great entrepreneur. So let your ego step aside. Be sure to always find creative solutions and um, you know don't accept no. Keep going. And then the third one is be community active. Hmm, great uh, qualities or uh, values and traits here that uh, um, Michelle just shared with us and the good news is that we can all cultivate and adapt this into our lives and into our business. Letting go of the ego, asking for help, that is really huge. Not giving up, allowing for the kindness in your day, being community involved, being active in your community, whether that be your time and sharing your expertise. So let's cultivate this uh, values and these traits and qualities that uh, Michelle just shared with us. Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges, it takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business? And how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? I don't think that you can say three biggest challenges if you've actually been an entrepreneur. The three biggest challenges were when I woke up this morning. And then since then, I've had 20 new ones. So when you say the three biggest challenges, if you're not all day facing challenges, you're not pushing the limits. You're not pushing the bounds. You should consistently be faced with challenges for your business every single day because you're working and growing your business. Um, I think one of the, the three biggest challenges that most people will say, um, you know, I, I listen to a lot of things that uh, different the sharks and tanks say. And one of the things that I heard Robert Hirschbeck say was um, they go around the country all the time and people say, oh, I'm going to appear on Shark Tank. I'm going to audition as soon as everything's perfect. Well, if you think that you have to wait for everything to be perfect in order to start your business, um, then you're never going to start your business because there is no perfect time, place, or situation. I think in general, entrepreneurs are faced with how do I tell the world about my product? How do I pay for this business? And um, how do I start my first step? Um, so for me, if you're going to take those three as your general biggest challenges, um, 
financially, as I said, I literally started with a car that went in first, third, and reverse, and the sunroof didn't close. And I had $250 and an idea. And then I just started making calls and trying to find out people that could help me um, either co-pack or um, finding partners. And it was really just being creative and coming up with solutions. For instance, um, for that for that part of the business, we were doing baked goods, but we couldn't afford um, a full bakery. So I went to a local bakery in my area and said, when you're not a donut shop, and I said, when you're not cooking, can we sublease your space? Because they have all the equipment, we'll get the insurance. Well, for me to buy bakery equipment would have been couple of hundred thousand dollars. But for me to rent or sublease that donut shop was $60 a week. So I had hundreds of thousand dollars of the equipment. All I had to do was get an insurance binder for $17 that covered up to a million dollars in damages. And um, I'm, I'm using, they're making money when they're closed. Um, so on that situation, for as an example of, well, how do I, you know, I need this equipment or I need that equipment. Creative thinking and creative challenges are going to either let lead you to the road of success or it's going to lead you to a road stop that you accept. And I don't accept those. Um, financially, um, I remember when we were established going into two years, we had a national account, but we were still not even breaking even. And... Um, I think we're about $120,000 in debt at that time. And um, no, the we were looking to open a retail location, and we went to the bank that originally had loaned us um, like $1,000, and we paid it back just to start establishing that we can borrow and, and repay. So when we knew that we needed it further down the line, we could help hopefully have that door open. Um we went to the bank that did that, and he sat sat there for two hours and gave me a list of other banks I should go apply to because they weren't going to fund me. Well, I went to all 12 banks, and all 12 people said no. And so I went back to the original bank with my box and all of my forecasting statistics and numbers, and I told the vice president of the bank, two things will happen. I'm going to sit here until you say yes, or I'm going to sit here until we come to an agreement. But I'm not leaving until you and I figure out a way for you to be a successful supporter of female businesses in this area. And at the end of the day, two and a half hours later, my original loan of $50,000 was reduced to $15,000. And the first three days we were open, we did $25,000 in business. Um, the last, I would say, um, the biggest challenges that most people have is how do we tell people about what we're selling? It goes back to my first point. If you really understand who your demographic is, then you know what they listen to, what they read, what they care about in their community, and you can do your own type of PR. So you can connect with them through social media. Nowadays, it's so much easier to get the word out if you create a clever campaign. And so I think that those are the biggest challenges that entrepreneurs will face, and um, those were the ways that I found to resolve them. Wow, I was so hooked into listening to every word that you shared with us because there are huge lessons in those uh, challenges and uh, the lessons that Michelle just shared with us. I hope you all are listening and taking notes. I'll make sure to have this on our show notes because those are really huge, especially for our listeners out there who are just thinking of starting the business. Those challenges are going to, I'm sure it's going to bound to happen. Uh, and But now you know what to do with them. You, now you know what 
how to deal with these challenges when it happens. I mean, how to start a business, how to pay for the business, and how do we tell people about what we're selling? These are the foundation uh, things or questions that we need to answer ourselves before we even start our business or even we have started our business already. So great lessons there. Let's learn from how Michelle was able to overcome and how she was able to help other people overcome these challenges with what she shared with us. So great tips there. Now, let's just switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Well, um, you know, I think it's important to have a work-life balance, but in the beginning, if you're a, a starting, if you're a beginner entrepreneur, you should just let your family know, your doctor know, and your friends know that you no longer exist for 24 months. Because that will take the pressure and stress off of you having to feel so connected to them. And they understand that something more powerful and meaningful is coming in your life. And that there will be time for that in about 24 months. But in the beginning, I suggest that you have a frank conversation with everybody. This is what I want to do. And this is how I want to do it. And I need you to pick up a little bit of the slack. So that's what I did in the beginning. And I told my friends, it's not that I don't love you. I told my family, it's not that I don't love you. It's that I have to build and grow my business. Um, but when I was able to, after the first 24 months, um, really hone in and take all that in, I went on a nice little vacation for about six or seven days and realized how important it was for me to recharge. Um, so what I do now is I schedule, even if it's just to drive out of town for an hour and just for the day or something like that, or even be a tourist in your own town, once a month, I schedule something like that, similar to that, and that I do. Or once a quarter, I schedule a bigger vacation where I can actually get on a plane and go somewhere. Um, the third thing that I do for my health and my business is that I box. And if you've never been boxing, um, if you're a female, obviously this is going to be a big one for you. Women burn fat on their arms three times faster than men. So being able to go to a gym and punch a bag we have in, in DFW, you might have one where you are, there's um, locations throughout the United States, 150 of them. It's called Title Boxing. They're one of our clients as well. And I went in just to go in and try to, re try to tr understand what the product was and why people were so jazzed up and how come they had become this huge juggernaut in the health industry and fell in love with the class. And then you burn about 1,000 calories every 45 minutes, which makes it very effective. So when you're hitting this bag over and over and over again, not only did I get incredible looking arms, but I lost 60 pounds and I picked up um, 16 more of their locations um, because I was so enthralled with it. And by punching that bag, I was able to relieve so much stress every single day. So if you're not exercising two to three times a week where you're sweating and you can't speak, you need to definitely be doing that, even in that first 24-month period. You don't have to maintain social and family commitments as much, but being taking care of yourself because you are the machine is very important. And if you don't take a little time off for yourself um, and allow your batteries to recharge and your creativity to come back, you won't be able to critical think, you won't be able to come up with creative solutions, and you won't be able to turn your idea into a business and a successful business. 
Wow, I love your take on this work-life balance and those tips that you shared with us. Huge, huge years, I hope. Our, you, our listeners, who are taking notes. I certainly will have this on our show notes as well by those tips that Michelle just shared with us. Setting those expectations and communicating that to your family, giving yourself at least the next 24 hours, uh, 24 months to build your business and being focused on that one and, and communicating that one with your family. Scheduling vacations in your calendar, not just the big ones, but the short ones. Also, and I love the the tip you shared about going to the gym and doing boxing. I mean, yeah, I agree with it. It's not just good for busting stress, but it's also great for getting those great looking arms. I mean, I cannot stress that enough. Really important to incorporate physical activities in your daily routine, uh, not just for physical wellness, but for our mental and emotional well being as well. I know, I and I'm passionate about in our health because that is the foundation of what we do. I hope that you are doing that, you are incorporating that. And I know we are 24 hours doesn't seem enough, but it's really important to set aside that time to really take care of yourself. I think that's the greatest takeaway here. So thanks for sharing those. Now let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, would like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Yes, just like you, I honestly, um, Marie, I, I don't feel like monetary compensation is success. And it sounds weird from an entrepreneur to say that. I, I think that if you're happy, then you're successful. And the only caveat to that is when you're financially successful, you have more freedom. Um, but if you're not happy right now, today, in the position you're in, being an entrepreneur or getting married or having a baby or any of these things that you think will make you happy will not. Um, so I really truly believe that you have to be successful in the fact that you feel successful from the moment that you decide to be an entrepreneur. The second that I took that challenge on, I considered myself a success for being brave enough to out, to walk out and put the first foot forward and take the next step and the next step, right? You know, how does the longest journey start with the first step? So when you talk about um, what are some of the benchmarks that I used um, to measure success, from the outside, if you're a typical person, you're going to use monetary or um, financial ways to measure success. I measure success by how happy you are in your life because there's no amount of money that can make you happy. Now, Forbes just did a big study, and it is true you can buy happiness, they did a study saying that people who traveled uh, two to three times a year, even if it was something small, like a weekend getaway, found, felt like they were more successful and, and wealthier up to two and three times their actual income than they really were. Why? Because you feel like, oh, I've worked so hard and now I can take this beautiful vacation. Um, so when you say, what does success mean to you? Success to me means that I'm still happy in what I'm doing every single day. I find it challenging and that I want to move forward. We're certainly not the biggest agency. We're certainly not the smallest. 
But I think that everybody that works here is motivated and challenged. And so I think that being able to provide a place like that for my staff and myself um, and a place and a resource for other women entrepreneurs to come and speak to me and get advice from is something that makes me feel very successful. Mm, great perspective on success. Success is about how happy you are in your life, in your work, that you are still loving what you do, that you are loving the people that you work with. I truly believe that's the true essence of success. I mean, doing that thing that makes you happy and working around with people that you are happy with as well. Great perspective there. Now, I know you've given us a lot of tips already, but I'd love for us to talk about one of the highlights of our show. And that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those as Inspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at and if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice what would those three be um i would say come up with creative solutions never take no for an answer and it's not just a quote actually find ways to overcome any situation if you are clever enough if you're dedicated enough and you're driven enough, then you will find a solution to your problem. And the last one is honestly um, being appreciative of the business that you do have and the people who help you. I think it's very important to stay very thankful to your family who supported you. Um, and I think it's very important to stay um, very humble and give back. So the three business advice that I think for people who are starting out their business is to, no matter what challenges faced in front of you, somebody else has come before you and found a way to resolve it. If you're resourceful enough with all the things on the internet, you will find a way to overcome it. Second, don't give up. If you truly feel like this business is profitable and you've had other people look at it and you think that in 18, 24, 36 months, you'll turn that corner, stay dedicated to it. Because a lot of people feel this don't give up mentality and then they do it for 12 months or 16 months and they see no success because they're really not dedicating enough time to it. If you don't wake up, go to sleep, dream, talk, eat, and breathe your business, you're doing it wrong. Hmm. Um, so those would be my top three. Golden nuggets in those tips that Michelle just shared with us. Let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to be resourceful and come up with great and creative solutions for any problems that you have. And uh, the resources are all bounding around us, both online and offline, that we can tap into. It's just about knowing where to get the resource and to reach out. Second one is to not give up. It's really huge. And like what Michelle just shared with us, you may not find most of the, most of the time, you may not get that uh, may not achieve that result right away that you're hoping for but that doesn't give you a, 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 you know an opportunity to give up don't give up on your dream don't give up on the passion that you have and then the third one which is really important is to be grateful be appreciative of the business that you have and the people that you work with give back to the community yeah no involve involving the community 
um, involved uh, in anything that you can do to help out mentoring others. For example, what Michelle is doing here, she's mentoring you, our listeners, mentoring me, mentoring other people who want to step into entrepreneurship. So great tips here that um, Michelle just shared with us. So let's take action on them today. Last but not least, Michelle, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you, and then we'll end from there. Okay. Um, you know, I know that we didn't discuss it, but I know that you said one of the women that I admire most and why, um, and I'll just do that and then sign off, but um, my mother, um, she was the, an entrepreneur, and she was a first-generation American. And she wanted more for her children than washing their clothes in the river. And she struggled and tried really hard to get to America so she could provide a better life for us. And she did. So the most powerful and person that I admire the most is my mother. Um, now, to learn a little bit more, I always say I'm my mother's daughter, not my father's daughter. <laughs> um, the biggest benefit that I can say um, when working with somebody who is an entrepreneur and then achieving your success and your dreams is that they understand the struggle. Because unless they know your hustle, unless they know they've been in your footsteps, I don't really feel people understand the blood, sweat, and tears that it takes to be an entrepreneur, and I do. So when I take on a client, I only take on clients that I think we can succeed in, and I turn down clients that I don't think we can. And so when you're working with a PR person, whether it's Lamont PR and Creative or somebody locally um, that you want to work with, but we do local, regional, national, um, make sure that they have some sort of background where things weren't handed to them, that they had to work as hard as you had to get here. Because you don't want to work with somebody who doesn't understand what it took for you to be able to write a check to work with them today, even if it's a vendor. You know, really talk to people before you start working with them so they are of the same mindset that you are. And that's the biggest tip that I can say when you're going to hire somebody Think about it in those terms. When I write them a check, do, does that money mean the same to them that it does to me? So at Lamont PR and Creative, we really suggest that women interview vendors, employees, staff, partnerships, everything, and get into the heart of it and understand a little bit more about who they're doing business with. Huge. Mm, and uh, where can they learn more about uh, your products, your company, and the services that you provide? Yeah, so they can just go to lamontpr.com and email us. Or if you are on social media, just go to at lamontpr. It's all the same. And you can tweet me, Facebook, Instagram me, Pinterest me, um, whatever you want, and we'll find a way to get it done. All right, so that's www.lamontpr.com for our listeners out there. I highly encourage you to go there now. And if their products and services resonate with you, I highly encourage you to jump in. At least be on their newsletter so you can be updated on what uh, her company and Michelle is putting out there and connect with her to their social media channels. And you can check that one out. You can connect uh, to their social media channels through their website at www.lamontpr.com. Again, the link is www.lamontpr.com. Michelle, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time, your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. 
Thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor, and I've truly enjoyed the interview. It was wonderful, and I hope everybody goes after their own version of success. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two, click the rate and review button. Step number three, say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW Fan of the Day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.